Okay, we're back again for our, the second part of our episode on mysteries. Uh, we've defined uh, biblically what a mystery is, and uh, we've, we've talked, we've gone through a list of names of mysteries, uh, which we will talk about uh, subsequently. But right now we're on uh, my favorite mystery, and that's in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, which says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. We've talked about that already. Uh, he was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. He was born a just person. Jesus could tell his apostles, which of you convicteth me of sin? And they couldn't because he was perfectly just, did not have to be justified by faith. He was already justified by God's spirit. Mm -hmm. And as a human being, he was born the only person that ever walked the face of the earth, just in the sight of God from the first time he drew breath. Mm -hmm. Even as a baby, he was justified in the spirit. Then it says here, and Curtis jumped the gun a little bit, but um, it's all right. This is the way we study anyway. Um, this third thing says he was, that was seen of the angels. Wait a minute. We talked about God being invisible. How could he, how could he be seen of the angels? And why say that? Well, because he was invisible to the angels and is now invisible. And Curtis, being having been raised in a preacher's household, knew right what I was going to go to. <laughs> All right. And we'll go to Isaiah chapter 14. Turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14. And uh, pardon me, I'm just getting there. I know where it is. <laughs> All right. He's talking about Satan, Lucifer. Let's begin reading verse, um, oh, verse... Nine, it says, hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. Well, who's he talking about? Oh, we'll see in just a moment. It says, it stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It had raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. And they shall speak and say unto thee, art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave and the noise of uh, of." The vials, the worm is spread under thee, and the worms cover thee. And then comes verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Now, from these verses, you'll see that Lucifer was the head angel. He was in charge of all of them. We don't know how many angels there were or are. 
We don't know. We just know that there are angels in heaven. Uh, the Gospel of Matthew tells us that for sure. Uh, but th there were angels in heaven. And I think that this occurred before God made man. Mm -hmm. These, this event that we're going to talk about. It says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Well, who did that? Satan. Lucifer. You hear J.B. Hickson use the term Luciferian quite frequently. That means satanic. He says, for thou, oh, he's talking to Lucifer. And he's talking to Lucifer as he is the devil at this point. He says, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also in the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And these were the boasts he made. But I want you to see one thing in particular. Lucifer as an angel was visible to the other angels and he was the best looking, the most beautiful of the bunch. In charge of music. <laughs> oh, by the way, my, my wife just reminded me. Yeah, he was in charge of music too there. So anyway, uh, so be careful of the music you have in your churches, That's right. really. That's right. And I'm saying that as a serious thing. So anyway, so here's Lucifer, beautiful. And he makes all of these, all of these five I wills. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll, and why is he doing that? To, he's convincing, not God. He's convincing other angels. And by the way, though we don't know how many angels there were and are, we do know from the book of the Revelation that one third of them followed Lucifer. Lucifer now, according to 1 Corinthians, uh, um, he's, he's the prince of the powers of the air. He is the prince of the power of the air. Um, and so he can't live in heaven. By the way, he's allowed to go back to heaven. If you read Job, first couple of chapters, he and his, he and his fallen angels are able to go to heaven, but not stay in there. And they go there to what do? To accuse the brethren, so to accuse you and me. They probably what? don't get any farther than the throne. And that's that. Yeah. So anyway, so our point is this. The angels could see Lucifer. And they could see his beauty. They could see his, um, his position. They could see his power. And so they followed him. So can I ask a question here? You I'm, may. I hope it helps. So, so the, the, the one third that chose to side with Lucifer, um, were they deceived or did they know exactly what they were doing? Um, I think it's both. 
I think I think it's a combination of both. Because we know from Scripture that we were created just a little lower than the angels. A little lower than the angels. If we can be deceived. That's right. And we're only a little lower than the angels. Yeah. Then angels could probably be deceived. And they were. To and, some extent. And they were, they were created with the ability. To choose. And the responsibility yeah. to choose. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And they chose incorrectly because of somebody they saw. Okay. Yeah. Oh, can I go to Ezekiel chapter 28? Do I have time, Curtis? Well, you've got time, but before you do that, I'm kind of wondering why you didn't hit on the other mystery in Isaiah 14. Oh, the what now? The other mystery. The other mystery. You tell me what it is. It's, It's found in the five I wills. Oh, it is? Yeah. Mystery of iniquity. No. Oh, what is it? He's going to ascend his throne. Uh, he'll sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Well, what the heck is that? Oh, well, that's... That's a mystery. Yeah, that's... that's a, I, I covered that in my booklet, Where is Heaven? Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay, but since you asked... Yeah. Heaven is in the northern sky. Astronomers have reported a vast emptiness. A vast empty place. They can't figure out what's out there. That's right. They can't see it all gone. Yeah, and, and so there's an empty place there in the northern oh. sky. And in the book of Job, it says, when Job was talking about God creating things, mm-hmm. he says, He stretcheth out the north over the empty place. Oh. And set the world upon oh, nothing. Oh, the empty place. Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't this fun <laughs> doing this? And I hope we're not losing in this place, but there's a lot. And that that's part of the, the mystery of iniquity, which we'll get into at the next the next time. Okay. But I got to finish this. So you want to go to Ezekiel what? Ezekiel 28. Again, this is talking about Satan who oh, yeah. was seen of the other angel. Yeah, this is where you actually get a, a vivid description of Satan. Yeah, and and it's and it's not just a vivid description. Uh, it's also a curse upon him. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know the chapter starts out that says, uh, take up a, uh, a, a, a lamentation against the king of Tyre. So he says this about the king of Tyre, who is actually uh, in apposition with the uh, with Satan. He said, "By thy great, behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There's no secret that they can hide from thee." You think Satan's dummy? He's not. It says, "Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel." Then verse four: With thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten thee riches, and hast gotten gold and silver under thy treasures. By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic, hast thou increased thy riches, and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God: Because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God. You've substituted on earth yourself for God. And then God gives five I wills that's going to happen to Satan or Lucifer. Behold, therefore, I will bring strangers upon thee. 
uh, let, let me let me just go on. Um, it says it says this in verse thirteen of Ezekiel twenty eight. It says, "Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God." See, he started right out from the beginning. He says, "Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and so forth." He mm -hmm. talks about them. He said, uh, "In the in the day that thou wast created." So he was created beautiful, and he was, yeah. and he could be seen. Says God in, says in verse 12, yeah. thus saith the Lord God, thou sealest up the sun, full of wisdom and perfect, perfect in, in beauty. beauty. And he says in verse 14 of, of Ezekiel 28, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou wast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day thou wast created. Till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee uh, as profane out of the mountain of God. Oh, boy. You see that? Um, I will I will just... Uh, I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of the fire. And in verse 17, so I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Uh, thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries. And it goes on and on. And that's what Lucifer was all about. And I said all that to say this, that the angels had never seen God until Christ was born. But they had seen Lucifer yeah. and had to make a choice. And that's why this part of the mystery is important to us. Yeah, and, and this, this also goes to, there's an old adage, seeing is believing. Well, that's Satan's motto. Yeah, ours should be believing. Okay. Ours is faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yeah, and believing is seeing, by the way. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back. Oh, I, I'm, I'm loving this. I hope you're loving this, folks, as much as I am. But this, and so we're talking about seeing of the angels. And and Jesus said, no man has seen God at any time. The Son hath declared him. And Philip said in John chapter 14, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, You've seen, the Father. You've seen the Father. And so everybody that's seen Jesus has seen God, even though God the Father is eternally invisible. Right. He will be in heaven, by the way. Right. He will be in the new Jerusalem, by the way. But Jesus Christ will be there. Mm -hmm. He will be seen because he's God in the flesh. Yep. He was made manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit, seen of the angels. He is both God and man for all of eternity. And that's the way it is. All right. Wow. Are we going to finish just this one verse? I think we will. If, <laughs> if, if, if you will. If I'll shut up? No, I don't want you to shut up. I was going to say if you won't interject. <laughs> I'm, okay. You're smart, and I, I'm telling my, I'm telling people that that I'm, I've got on my on my left hand, my son smart is sitting there, and on my right hand, my wife smart 
is sitting there. I'm, I'm sitting between two of the smartest people I know with regard to the scriptures. Okay, so manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of the angels, preached unto the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? <laughs> because Jesus came for the Jews first. Why? Because they were God's elect nation. The book of Isaiah says it several times. First uh, Peter uh, talking to Jewish believers, elect according to the foreknowledge of God. And so that, that's the nation which he loved. And that's the nation he came to first. And that's the nation who rejected him. When they came to Pontius Pilate and Pilate said, what shall I do with your king? And they said, we have no king but Caesar. Yeah, it's not like we're the Gentiles were getting hand-me-downs either because uh, God gave the Jews the perfect king. That's right. There's Here he is. There he is. Here's your savior. And they went, uh, no. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, then in that case, I'm, I'm going to give it to somebody who will appreciate it. Yeah, that's right. And they did. And the Gentiles did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, and we find that in the book of Acts. Uh, and I can't go to all these scriptures, but um, Paul said, Paul preached to the Jews and they were rejecting Christ. And he says, seeing that you've rejected him, lo, we turn to the Gentiles to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That means the Gentiles. And so he was preached unto the Gentiles. Why is that such an important part of this mystery? Because the fact of the matter is that, uh, that to, be, to, be, to get to heaven, you had to, to uh, submit yourselves to the law of Moses, even though you couldn't keep it all. Mm-hmm. But the law never justi justified you in the church age. We're always justified by faith. So the Jewish dispensation, the period of time when God was dealing with the Jews, ended pretty quickly in the first century. And then he began to deal with the Gentiles. And by the way, in Acts chapter 2, we see the first mention of the church and and. Uh, uh, and the church was almost all Jews. Mm -hmm. So it would have been an amazing thing for God to go to the Gentiles. In fact, the Jews were shocked at it. Miffed. Yeah. <laughs> they were kind of miffed. <laughs> yep. So part of the mystery of godliness is that God loved the Gentiles too. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so he was preached unto the Gentiles. And then number five, it says he was believed on in the world. Wow. Do you know, Curtis, how many Christians there are? How many believers there are or ever have been? Not an exact number, no. no. We don't even know an approximate number, to be honest with you. But it's amazing. He was preached on in. Now, I'm, I'm, I have so many people, and, and the Reformed theologians are guilty of this. 
they teach limited atonement, which means God only died for the people he chose to be saved. If that's true, then God chose some people based on nothing else to be lost. Mm -hmm. And God didn't. Because we'll talk, and I think in our next lesson, we'll talk about these mysteries, and we'll see the mystery of God's will. His will is that all men should be saved. So, right. so that's why Jesus came into the world. God so loved the world. It's the Gentiles, too. Okay, where was I going with this? Are you you're telling me? <laughs> preached on, believed on in yeah. the world. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me uh, how how few people we live in a tri-county area that has about two and a quarter million people in three counties and they call it the tri-county area and you can go to churches all over this area that are sitting in a neighborhood where there's at least two or three hundred people living in houses and in and and what do they get in their church service 90 100 150, we go to a church that gets 135 people, average. Sometimes they have 150. And yet, when you drive around the neighborhood that that church is in, there's thousands of people. What's going on? Well. And the pastor goes door to door. And by the way, yeah, our pastor goes door to door. He's hit all of those doors. He's taken the gospel to people. So with this, this is an amazing thing to say, believed on in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that in this household, we three here believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Not that he loved us any more than anybody else because God's love is equal because he gave Jesus Christ to die for all. Uh, and and it's, it says in 1 John, and he gave himself a I ransom for all. To be testified in due time. Now, how in the world is it? Why is everybody responsible? Not everybody's heard the gospel. Wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. When we get to the mystery of the gospel, I'll go into this more. But as I talk, said before, in the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 11, it says, The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, all men. All men. You can't change that to mean anything else. But everybody. turn. I think we'll finish with Psalm chapter 19. If you'll turn there. You say, how is that possible? Well, the psalmist tells you how it's possible. You know, there's nobody in this world that does not know. Does That does. Yeah. Everybody knows there is a God. The evolutionists. They know there's a God, but they just want to reject him. Psalm 19, it says this. The heavens declare the glory of God. Just look up. Just look up. That's God's glory. You go down to Texas where the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas, <laughs> and they are. And you can look up there, and you think there's no God, and you and just think about those those little twinkly little white things are millions of miles away, and there's millions of them, and you and you can't believe in a God. You go, the, the heavens declare His glory. 
And it says, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It says, day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. We're sitting here uh, uh, close to, uh, uh, well, about around 11 o'clock our time. It's daytime. Uh, around 7.30, it'll start getting dark here in central Illinois. There's day, there's night. There's day, there's night. And there always has been day and night. Day unto day, uttereth speech. You can see his glory in the daytime in the maple trees that eventually we're going to have to cut down. But in the, we, we're, we live across the streets from the woods where there's wildlife, where there's deer, there's mm -hmm. raccoon, there's, uh, uh, there's groundhogs, mm -hmm. and, and there's squirrels, there's uh, and this whole thing. Day unto day, uh, utter speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. And then verse 3 says, There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of the chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of heaven and his circuit to the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat of God. And then from verse 7 on, it talks about the law of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord. Uh, and it says that, uh, moreover, by these things uh, is thy servant warned. And so, folks, when it says Jesus was believed on in the world, the whole world can believe. They can. I think I'm going to end this with a little story. Uh, I went to a church. It was United Brethren Church. It was a good gospel preaching church. Pastor Birdsong was a great preacher. We had a missionary come in, and this guy was a missionary to, to Africa, and he told a story once. Now, he told this story in my house because we had him to dinner after the church service, and he sat at my dinner table, and I will never forget this story. I have goosebumps every time I think of it. He said he was preaching. There were a series of uh, evangelistic meetings in Mozambique. In Mozambique. Quite a ways from Rwanda and Burundi. Long ways. Hundreds of miles. That he was preaching. And on the last day of the messages, there was a huge black man. Seven feet or maybe more dressed in his tribal garb and you know who those were maybe zulu maybe yeah uh, but unmistakably and he wasn't from that area right he had walked the watutsi do this mm -hmm. they he had walked hundreds of miles because he had heard about these about these uh, services. The missionary preached the service. There was an interpreter that gave an invitation and this huge man walked down the aisle. 
and came and received Jesus Christ as his Savior. And then he told this missionary, my people have always known that there was a man just as this Jesus, or a man such as this Jesus. We just did not know what to call him. Jesus was believed on in the world. That's the mystery of godliness. Now, if you're listening to this and you're an unbeliever, understand this, that you're, you've got a gospel message today from Isaiah 53 and from the other scriptures. Jesus died for your sins. You are justified only by believing in Jesus Christ. In the sight of God, you're just only by believing. Jesus himself said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You can do that today. For by grace are you saved through faith. Believe God. Believe that he sent his son to die for you. That he was buried, rose again from the dead. And if you truly mean it, you can be saved. Why don't you do that today? Would you please? Let's close in word of prayer. God, our Father, we thank you for Jesus, our Savior. Thank you for this great mystery of godliness. We thank you for what you've done for us in this family and throughout the entire world. We pray that if there be any lost people listening, that today would be the day that they would be saved. And then we'll give you the praise and the glory in any way and in every way in Jesus' name. For great is the mystery of godliness. Amen. Thank you.